welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and it is always a nice occasion when the news aligns with comics and cinema. And today is a special day in that regard because yesterday, Disney had their investor presentation Uh, The annual Investor Day on December 10th that went from, uh, at least my time, I think it was like 2.30 to 6 o'clock p.m., Um, so do the math on that Eastern or Western time. But uh, I I figured we could take some time to talk about all of the announcements that came out on on that. Obviously, if you were able to attend, you saw this. There are definitely going to be articles and other podcasters out there talking about this. Uh, So I wanted to just kind of give everyone a heads up on everything uh, so that you have it all in one place. I am going to be talking about every single update that they've got. Uh, I'll be honest, I did miss a couple of portions of it just because I had conflicting things going on, but I caught almost all of it. So I found a great article that kind of goes through it order by order. So we're going to kind of guide you through the Disney investor call as it happened. So one of the first things that they talked about in this investor call was obviously the excitement around Disney Plus and the fact that uh, as of right now, they have roughly 87 million subscribers. I believe it was 86.5 million subscribers, which is huge. And uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I keep like laughing to myself because if my brother ever ends up listening to this episode, I know he's going to kick my butt uh, and say, why are you being such a corporate shill for Disney? But man, for those of you that have don't know anything about what I'm about to share, you'll understand why by the end of it, because Disney shared so much today, and that is a huge piece of it, is the amount of subscribers. They were not projecting this many subscribers so fast, and I think part of the reason why is um, why they got so many is because the price is so uh, enticing at $6.99 a month for Disney+. Plus. Though they did announce that uh, I think starting in March of next year, the price is going to increase to $7.99 a month. So if you're one of those people that hasn't subscribed yet and wants to, maybe it might be a good idea to purchase it as a yearly subscription. Uh, That way you save a little bit of money on that regard and kind of seal the deal before the price increase. Uh, And again, (laughs) the amount of things that they have planned to release is totally worth $7.99 a month. It's probably worth $9.99 a month, at least at this point. But they, the, the big thing they announced almost immediately was just the amount of content that they were going to be sharing and how just what a way to look forward to, all the things to look forward to. And so one of the big pieces of that was they said there would be 10 Star Wars Disney Plus originals and 10 Marvel Disney Plus originals. And I, you know, that blew my mind immediately because I I couldn't do the math at the minute. Uh, I didn't know how many Disney Plus originals Marvel had already announced. But when they went through, they actually announced a bunch of new stuff. So let's just dive right in. So one of the big things they started with was Raya and the Last Dragon, which is a movie that's going to be coming to premiere access in March and also in theaters. This is on March 5th. It's, It's a Disney animation movie. So in the same vein as like Moana. And it is around, or I guess it stars Kelly Marie Tran and Aquafina, which is really exciting. The footage that we saw looked really good. Uh, I'm I'm happy to see that they're doing another premiere access. But I did have a little bit of a nitpick with that. With all of the content that they're pu- putting out, uh, the only two things so far that have been premiere access are Asian related, both Mulan and Ray and the Last Dragon. And I'm pretty sure I, I could be wrong, but Ray and the Last Dragon is in this Kingdom of Kumandra. I don't know if that's a real place or not, uh, but it definitely 
definitely is is um, all of the actors that are in it. I think are uh, Asian actors, and then uh, the story is kind of of that. Maybe it's a fictional Asian country, so it's still kind of weird that they would. Both of them are are Asian. I don't know why they would have picked that. I don't know if that's that was their plan. I have no idea. But from there, they announced this really interesting product called Star, Star and Star Plus, which is, uh, think of it like this, it's a just another uh, app within Disney Plus, and I guess, I guess you could just call it a tile within Disney Plus. So you've got like the Marvel tile, the Star Wars tile, and then there would be a Star tile. And this is something for international uh, so outside of the U.S. Uh, and uh, Disney, there's a Disney Plus Hot Star as well in India and Indonesia. And I am sharing this because I do know that I have some listeners outside of the U.S. So Star is essentially the same. I would say it's kind of the same thing as like Hulu. So it's basically the spot where Disney can put all of their Fox properties and whatnot. And so the way that they showed it was really cool. Obviously, a lot of that content is older content, things that are rated R. So they're going to have a thing within the app that you would have to confirm, sort of confirm your age to say like, hey, you know, there's mature content on here just as a heads up, because obviously Disney is a very family oriented and young, younger audience oriented they don't like having rated r content on disney plus but that's you know this is a really cool thing for those of you outside of the u.s and it it showed like once you have it on there you'd be able to watch like logan and other like the deadpool all of the rated r fox movies that are that are marvel super cool i uh, i was kind of jealous i was like man i wish we could get something like that uh, then they went over uh, some of the new series that are coming to Hulu and to Star, stuff such as Only Murders in the Building, The Dropout, Dope Sick, and uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Unfortunately, we weren't able to see any of the content for that just due to rights issues, I believe they explained at the beginning of the, the presentation. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale is getting renewed for Season 5, so for those of you out there loving The Handmaid's Tale, you're going to get to love it a little longer. Uh, and then some new series on FX as well, which are on Hulu, like um, The Old Man, American Horror Stories, which is an anthology from American Horror Story, Platform, Res- Reservation Dogs, which is ki- looks kind of like Reservoir Dogs, but it's by Taika Waititi, and then Why the Last Man, which is a is based on a comic book, actually. Then they went over alien an alien television series that is going to be in development at FX, from Noah Hawley, who did Fargo and Legion, which sounded really cool. Uh, again, if you've got Hulu already, this is all stuff that's just going to be coming to Hulu. So that's super cool to know. Again, that was, that was my favorite thing about this presentation is in a year like this, when there has been so much uncertainty, so much turmoil, and not only that, but so much uh, change, it's nice to know that we have all of this stuff coming. And I, I understand, I get that it's kind of dumb to be like, oh, I've got, you know, all these movies and TV shows. My life is amazing. Like, there's so much more that goes into making a, a life amazing. But right now, in the current environment that we have, it's just nice to know that we've got some really good content coming out on TV, including Shogun, which is, uh, they described it as kind of like Game of Thrones. They called it the, the original Game Game of Thrones because it takes place in feudal Japan, I believe. Uh, looked again, didn't get to see any footage, but just the concept of it sounded really cool. And then from there, uh, they went into Star Wars news, 
And like I said, I was I was unfortunately unable to watch the Star Wars portion of it, but trust me when I tell you I found all the of all of the articles that I could to read up on it and watched all of the trailers. I can't wait. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan for sure. So the first one is called Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic, which is a series that's set in the timeline of the Mandalorian. So we know that means it's a, a spinoff of the Mandalorian, uh, which means this is kind of the confirmation that Cara Dune is going to be getting her own spinoff series. And maybe Appa from... Uh, Kim's Convenience will be in there as well, uh, unsure. But then the second one, and honestly, probably my favorite announcement of everything here, uh, maybe, well, we'll see when we get to the Marvel stuff, but at least for Star Wars, was Ahsoka Tano spinoff series. Yes, we are getting it. Uh, Rosario Dawson is going to be doing it, and they did not go into any specifics other than that it is going to be developed by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Uh, but same thing, it's going to take place during the timeline of The Mandalorian. Uh, my money is on it It kind of carrying into what she was talking about in her episode going after Grand Admiral Thrawn. So that will be awesome. That's going to be incredible. And they didn't, they also, I don't think they gave a date. They're, they didn't give any dates on either of these. And I'll, I'll tell dates on any of the ones I do know. The next series was a is the Cassian Andor series. So they did confirm that it's called Andor. It takes place five years before Rogue One. And that is the only thing that is getting me excited about the series. Uh, as you guys have known, if you've listened to my Skywalker Saga uh, episode, I am not a huge fan of Rogue One. I do love it as a Star Wars piece of content just because there are a ton of really cool scenes in the movie but overall I just thought the movie was unnecessary uh, because again like I don't I had this conversation and and interestingly enough and I will say this in this episode and nowhere else so those of you that are paying attention to this are going to get a sneak peek there will be an episode coming out towards the end of the month my month my the monthly comic book episode uh, I actually ended up recording it thankfully and luckily with the Paul Herman of Comic Binge and uh, also from the saga continues so as you know he is a huge huge Star Wars fan and so we went into some really good conversations around this I also spoke if you guys remember with my guest Robert from the Lovecraft Country episode him and I spoke at length as well about the future of Star Wars not on a podcast but just separately and we had been talking about how it would have been so cool for there to... The big things we had talked about, and again, you'll hear this in the podcast. I recorded that podcast before the news of these Disney shows. So I want to say that as a receipt. Uh, not necessarily for me, but again, for mostly for Robert. He, he's the one who kind of came up with the idea. And then I think we kind of just tossed it back and forth. But like, it would be really cool if there was a Sith story of the the whole rule of two with the Sith that there can only be two like how did that start it would be really cool to see a series that kind of goes into how the Sith were sort of created before the Phantom Menace and as we were talking about that I was saying well you know it's funny that Star Wars you know they focused on the Solo movie the Rogue One movie they were so focused on these unnecessary uh, OG Star Wars content things that they were, they were, in my opinion, I think they were scared to actually get creative and do something that wasn't related to a new hope, or and I, yeah, I would say then a new hope. And I said, oh, it would have been so cool if instead of Rogue One that we got a Sidious, a Star Wars movie, like a movie that's about Sidious 
and we learn why, you know, he started cloning himself, why he went into clones, also maybe how he was pulling the strings throughout the Skywalker saga. Like, then everyone would have loved Rise of Skywalker. Like, why are you making a solo movie? No one asked for that. Maybe people did. I don't know. Maybe people are going to get mad at me for saying that. I don't know. But when I heard the Andor series was coming out, I felt the exact same way I did with Rogue One, which was, why are we still stuck on these this group of people from Rogue One that all died. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And again, you could argue that there's other characters we focused on that die as well, like Darth Vader. But um, there's just something that didn't interest me about it. Now, I am interested. And that's because this series takes place five years before Rogue One, which means there's a really strong possibility that there would be Rebels activity in this from the Rebels animated show. That's okay with me. And again, I have no control over what Disney does, so they're going to make the, the moves that they make. I'm just going to watch the stuff and judge it for myself. So Diego Luna is going to be in that. There was a quick little sizzle reel as well. It looked just like Rogue One, so there wasn't, I mean, there was nothing new and exciting about it in my opinion. But that's there for all of you fans of Rogue One and Cassian Andor. And, and to be clear, I'm a huge fan of Diego Luna. I like Diego Luna. He was great in Rogue One. He was great in Itu Mamba Tambien. And I feel like I've seen him in a few other things, but those are the two that are sticking out. Next up, Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Hello, we knew about that already. Uh, they didn't really say anything about the series other than it takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. I did the math. That is essentially during rebels and uh or not during rebel yeah kind of basically during rebels it's in between that time so obi-wan kenobi is not super old but he's not super young he has not yet defeated darth maul but he hayden christensen is confirmed to be in this series playing darth vader so if that doesn't get you excited i don't know what will but it is confirmed to be starting production in march i believe of next year they then confirmed the Star Wars The Bad Batch animated series that will debut in 2021, which follows elite and experimental clones from that final season of The Clone Wars, and they are kind of trying to figure out what to do in the aftermath of The Clone Wars. So that's kind of interesting. i be looking at that. What I really was interested in, though, is this next one, Star Wars Visions which is a series of animated short films, animated short films that celebrate Star Wars Galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators. Holy cow. And it's coming in 2021. Can you imagine having an anime creator work on Star Wars? Can you imagine what the fights are going to be like in that show? I really hope they're as good as anime is. Next up, Star Wars Lando which is an event series that was announced that is uh, just around Lando and Dear White People's creator Justin Simeon has been tapped to develop the story, but they did not reveal who would be playing Lando. So we'll see about that. And going back to why I said that I wanted to confirm those receipts on the Sith, uh, there is a Star Wars The Acolyte series that was announced that is from Russian doll creator Leslie Headland. And it is a sort of, they called it like a mystery thriller that takes place after the events or around the time of the High Republic, around the fall of the High Republic is kind of how they did it. And they said it was more, I mean, you look at the title card of it and it does kind of look Sithy. And there are, I, I'm pretty sure there's such a thing as a Sith acolyte. So that's pretty exciting. 
and I really hope that they dive into the bad guys on that one. That'd be really cool. They announced a Willow series. Uh, for those of you that are a fan of Warwick Davis or of Willow in general, uh, with a pilot directed by John Chu, Warwick Davis is going to be in it. It's going to be developed by Lucasfilms uh, coming in 2022. Then the next installment of Indiana Jones is going to be coming in July of 2022. James Mangold is going to be directing it, and Harrison Ford will be back. So that's exciting. There's uh, Pre-production has started. Children of Blood and Bone is being developed by Lucasfilm. Tomi Adiemi's New York Times bestselling novel. I have seen the cover, and it looked really interesting, but I have not read it. I have a long list of books to read. But it is being developed by Lucasfilm with 20th Century, 20th Century Studios. It's the coming-of-age adventure of a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her forsaken people, the Magi. Which sounds awesome. I know of the Magi from The Mummy Returns, and I'm so happy that we could talk about The Mummy in this podcast. Next up, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. This is a movie. So they have announced the next Star Wars movie, which is going to be coming into theaters December 2023. And Patty Jenkins is going to be directing it. Again, when I first heard, and there's a really cool video that Patty put out as well. I really enjoyed it. It was very inspiring. But I was thinking to myself, like I said, why is everyone so obsessed with that time period? And I'm specifically talking about the time period between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. That time period has been explored for like 40 years now. And I'm not complaining, obviously, when I see Ahsoka. Uh, And actually, it doesn't count because all this Ahsoka stuff that took place after A New Hope, uh, after Return of the Jedi, all the Clone Wars stuff took place before A New Hope. So that's why I don't count it. So why? Like, why do we need to see a movie about X-Wings again? Like, if you want to see one, watch all of the Star Wars movies. But we did find out that this movie takes place after rise of skywalker so now i am incredibly interested in this movie i am all for moving this universe forward instead of focusing on the exact same time period uh, over and over again so that's that's going to be really exciting i'm really pumped for that uh, then National Geographic went over some things. They have a handful of projects going on. Cousteau, which is a documentary about the ocean explorer Jacques Cousteau. Uh, Genius, Martin Luther King Jr., which is, and I, I didn't see this portion of the announcements either, so I'm not exactly sure if these are documentaries or not. Again, I'm just reading off what I'm seeing. Secrets of the Whales, narr- narrated by Sigourney Weaver. That sounds exciting. A Real Bug's Life. Mm, stick with, Stay outside, Bugs. Uh, America the Beautiful, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, and Welcome to Earth from Darren Aronofsky, a series in which Will Smith embarks on an awe-inspiring journey to unlock the secrets of this planet's most extraordinary unexplained phenomena. That's interesting because there's already, what is it called, One Big Rock that uh, Darren Aronofsky did with Will Smith that's already on Disney+. Plus. And then they went into Disney Plus projects. So they've got The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, starring Emilio Estevez and Lauren Graham. Turner and Hooch, starring Josh Peck. Big Shot, starring John Stamos. And The Mysterious Benedict Society, starring Tony Hale and Kristen Schaal. They also announced Hocus Pocus 2 and uh, confirmed that it is a sequel to the 1993 film. Uh, with Adam Shankman set to direct, and then some new original movies. Besides that, 
Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron. Safety, that is about... Oh, that Safety actually just premiered today on, on Disney+, Plus. so I don't know why they're talking about that. But uh, Flora and the Ulysses, Cheaper by the Dozen, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid animated movie, next installment in the Ice Age movie, The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, and then uh, an animated Night at the Museum movie. Very, very interesting. And from there, we move into some of the other Disney movies. It looks like there's going to be a prequel to the live-action Lion King, as well as a the cast of Disney's Little Mermaid, which was announced. We've got Ariel as Halle Bailey, and then Sebastian as David Diggs, King Triton as Javier Bardem, Flounder as Jacob Tremblay, Ursula, Melissa McCarthy, Prince Eric, Jonah Howard King, and Scuttle as Aquafina. And I want to point out to you, I may not have announced it in some of the other things up there. She may be involved in some of them as well, but I am convinced that Aquafina has signed an exclusive contract with Disney because it seems like she is in everything in Disney. And like I said, I haven't seen the name and the things I just said, but just wait until we start diving deeper into all of this. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, a live-action animated hybrid that is set to be released in spring of 2022 from the uh, Akiva Schaefer is going to be directing it. The guy who did Popstar, who's one of the uh, the Lonely Island boys. The I was going to call them something else, but the Lonely Island fellas from uh, Popstar, MacGruber, Hot Rod, some of my favorite movies. So that's really exciting. And voicing the two title characters are John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg. And then Seth Rogen's apparently going to be in it as well. So again, apologies to my brother. There's going to be a live-action Pinocchio and Peter Pan and Wendy movie. Tom Hanks is going to be in Pinocchio, and it's going to be directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh, again, we we knew those. We knew all of this was coming. It wasn't the biggest surprise in the world because Disney loves remaking all of their animated movies. Uh, they also love make remaking movies in general, which is why we're going to be getting Disenchanted which is the sequel to Enchanted, and also Sister Act 3. So I guess not remaking them, but doing sequels as well. You'll notice that that's a very big pattern with all of these announcements. A lot of sequels, a lot of remakes, and a lot of live at, a lot of continuations of current stories that Disney has. But hey, that's, you know, that's what's getting them their money, and they'll take it. From there, Disney Animation came out and announced a couple of really cool new titles. Just like I said, though, it's Baymax, which is going to be a continuation from Big Hero 6, and then Zootopia Plus, which is going to be a continuation of, you guessed it, Zootopia, Tiana, which is a series about Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog, and then who else but Moana, a series. All of these are going to be series. All of them, it looks like, are going to be coming in 2022, except for Moana coming in 2023. Then they are doing a collaboration with Pan-African Entertainment Company, Kugali. And this this one got me excited. And I, and I think part of the reason why I get so excited about certain things on here, and I know why, it's because these are the fresh ideas. Obviously, I'm going to love, I'm going to enjoy at least Moana and Tiana. I really want to see both of those. But I'm all about that new. I want to see something new and fresh. And I think we're going to get that with this, which is a one-of-a-kind collaboration, a first-of-its-kind. Uh, they're a pan, yeah, pan-African yeah, pan entertainment company, but it's a fiction, a science fiction series in 2022 called Iwaju. 
and it is about essentially i heard someone say it's like wakanda i wouldn't call it wakanda because that seems to be people's go-to for oh if there's a futuristic african society it has to be wakanda uh there can't be any difference than that i feel like you're putting putting the people of africa in a box uh but it is an afro futurism type story i can tell they released some photos and pictures of it uh that is on disney's twitter looks really cool and with that as well they're coming out with a film called encanto encanto that takes you to colombia where a magical family live in a magical home, directed by Byron Howard and Jared Bush, co-directed and co-written by Cherise Castro-Smith, and music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Looked really awesome. We didn't get to see any footage. We saw some shots, but it looked really cool. And again, I'm all for these new, fresh movies, stuff that's just out of the box. And we're going to get to some of that in Pixar as well, though you're going to be able to tell which is new and which isn't. So Pixar gave some updates. They said the first uh, five episodes of their series, Inside Pixar, is now streaming, which is great. More is coming. Popcorn, which is a collection of mini shorts starring your favorite Pixar characters. That comes in January. Doug Days, which is a spinoff of Up, because everyone wanted that. And then also a spinoff of Cars, because everyone wanted that. And uh, now a long-form animated series called Win or Lose that comes in fall of 2023. They didn't give a lot of detail on that. Could be fresh. Here's another fresh thing, though. Luca, which is coming in June of 2021, and it takes place in Italy. Some young boys growing up in Italy. That excites me. Kind of reminds me of my youth. And then also from the short Bow, the director Domi Shi's Turning Red, which hits theaters March 11th of 2022. Did get to see a little bit of footage from that. It is about a young girl who, when she gets really upset, she turns into a giant red panda. Next up, Lightyear. You guessed it. You wanted more Toy Story, you're going to get it, but it's not going to be the exact thing that you want. So Lightyear is the definitive story of the original Buzz Lightyear, because if you remember in Toy Story, the movie was about toys, and those toys, just like in real life, are based off of movies. And so this is the movie that inspired Buzz Lightyear, which i'm here for it. you know what if it's coming it's coming to theaters i'll probably if i've got my amc stubs passed by then if amc is still around i'll probably check it out mostly because chris evans is going to be voicing buzz lightyear which is really exciting and that was one of my favorite parts of the the presentation the guy who i think is i don't remember who it is that does the presentation it's like the ceo of pixar but he's like oh and don't he goes don't tell kevin feige that we tapped chris evans to be in this movie he goes oh no and then he like runs off the stage and kevin feige is there and all of this is virtual it was really fun to watch but kevin was there and we got so many announcements so we are now into the marvel section so wandavision and doctor strange in the multiverse of madness we will start there they debuted a new trailer for wandavision looks really really interesting the the closer we're getting to this january 15th debut the more excited i am getting about this movie they also confirmed that uh uh, what's her elizabeth olsen is going to be in dr strange in the multiverse of madness they confirmed that movie is coming march 25th of 2022 which doesn't make sense or maybe it does i thought Man, I thought the Multiverse of Madness, that's so funny. Man, last night I was talking with a bunch of buddies on uh, the on the Discord for the MCU Fan Show. And we were going over all this and just, I was so hyper. I'd had a coffee. It was not good. But 
I'm talking about it and I was saying, oh, you know, it'd be so cool. You got your Multiverse of Madness movie, which could introduce the multiverse in a way that makes sense for Doctor Strange when he shows up in the Spider-Man movie. But now that I'm seeing this, the Spider-Man movie comes out before Doctor Strange, which makes me even more interested now because how are they going to figure this out? I don't know. But they did confirm, and I am so sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but Joktel Gomez, X-O-C-H-I-T-L, uh, maybe that's Kotal, Kochil Gomez, is playing America Chavez in the film. Wow. And that makes sense because of the multiverse. And that will tie into both WandaVision and the next Spider-Man film. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we finally got a trailer. And it looks great. It looks so good. Takes place after Endgame. We got to see a couple of cool bits, some funny moments. That series is coming out March 19th, 2021. We also got a trailer for Loki, which was just as good as the other trailers. I watched all of them twice, and uh, it was it was trippy. There's a lot in there that I don't understand, and I am happy that I don't understand. And I, I mean, you guys know this. You've been listening for a while, but I'm a huge comic book guy. I'm a huge superhero guy. So I like when I see these movies to not know what's going to happen because for the most part, I can kind of guess what's going to happen. And so Marvel does such a good job of keeping me on my toes. I can tell with this series that that's going to happen as well. Uh, And then they confirmed, they didn't give an exact date, but they confirmed that for May. And then a What If trailer, the animated movie about the What If scenarios in the MCU. Uh, They showed a trailer for that. Looks badass. Looks awesome. Uh, So many people are going to be voicing their characters in this movie or the show series on Disney+. And then we got got Miss Marvel. Oh, my goodness. This was one of my favorite parts of the whole show. Uh, As you guys know, I'm a huge Miss Marvel fan. So not only did we get to see a sizzle reel... Uh, but they did confirm that Aman Vellani has been cast in the titular the title role. Um, the sizzle reel was awesome. Got to see a quick bit about when Kevin Feige and company called her on Zoom to offer her the job. That is just the coolest thing ever to see that sort of thing. We got a couple bits of the show because they are filming it right now. And then even bigger, from there they moved into confirming that Captain Marvel 2 will include Miss Marvel and Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. So if you were worried that the shows would not connect to the movies, that was the first uh, kind of nail in the coffin for that in the best way. From there, they went to Hawkeye. No footage. Well, actually, just a little bit of footage. They showed some photos. Uh, But then they confirmed that Haley Steinfeld is going to be Kate Bishop, which is... uh, perfection that is the most perfect casting ever when they when that was a rumor way back when i i was like oh i really hope this is confirmed because she would be perfect and she is and then from there they went to she hulk they confirmed that tatiana maslany is going to be she hulk they also confirmed that mark ruffalo is going to be in the movie as the hulk and tim roth will be joining as abomination just like the original incredible hulk movie super excited he also hinted kevin feige hinted that you know she'd be interacting with people in a courtroom something like that so there's a strong possibility in my mind that maybe daredevil shows up or we see some other superheroes that are in court that would be great next up moon knight 
Uh, they did not announce anything other than who's directing Moon Knight. And I apologize. They announced a lot of the other directors and, and, and showrunners for some of these shows. I don't have those names up right now. But Moon Knight, they confirmed there's going to be a lot of Egyptian iconography in that, which I am so excited for. I love ancient Egypt. And then they went into all of the new things that we were not expecting, which are, first, Secret Invasion, a Secret Invasion Disney Plus series. Secret Invasion's got Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. Uh, we don't know anything more than that, but Kevin did say this is one of the biggest comic book things in the last 20 years. I'm, I saw an article that was saying he was referring to it as a show. I'm pretty sure he was referring to Secret Invasion as the comic book, but I have no doubt that that's going to be a really good show. I really hope that they don't do something like, oh, Tony Stark was a scrawl, but I have a feeling they're not going to do that. Also, out of complete nowhere, but always on our minds, an Ironheart series starring Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams. Uh, for any of you that are astute film goers, she was in uh, If Beale Street Can Talk. Uh, that's the only thing that I have seen her in, but uh, very excited. So exciting. You know that means they're going to be continuing Tony Stark's legacy, along with an Armor Wars show that is going to be starring Don Cheadle as Rhodey and is going to explore the classic story about Armor Wars, which I've said before too. I'm not a huge fan of anything Iron Man, really. The only, Really, it's funny. The, the biggest Iron Man thing that I've loved has been Riri Williams. But uh, So I've never read Armor Wars. I probably will before uh, the show comes out. But it says it's, it's going to be about what happens when Tony Stark's tech falls into the wrong hands. So does that mean that Justin Hammer is going to be in this show? I really hope so. Next up... There's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's right. You heard it here. And uh, James Gunn is going to write and direct it. And it's going to be shot during when they're shooting Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That's going to arrive in 2022. And then also an I Am Groot series of shorts featuring Baby Groot as well as several new and unusual characters. So, you know, that's for the kids. But, hey, you know, we're all going to watch that as well. They did confirm, too excuse me, that Christian Bale is in Thor Love and Thunder as Gore the God Butcher, one of my favorite villains. Gore the God Butcher, if any of you guys don't know, he is a Thor villain. He is from Jason Aaron's Thor run, which you can check out on Marvel Unlimited. You know we'll do something around that as that movie gets closer because we'll be do probably have a whole year to celebrate Thor that year. But uh, Gore the God Butcher is in the first, uh, it's like the first 11 or 12 issues of his Thor run, which is Thor, God of Thunder from 2012. Uh, he's got connections to Null and the Symbiotes because he's the one who had the all all black all black Necro Sword, which you see Hela using sort of in the last Thor movie. Super excited for that. And then they also confirmed that movie is going to be coming out in May as opposed to the original date of February. They confirmed Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. That's the name of it. Quantum Mania. Very exciting. Confirmed Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer. But then they also confirmed Jonathan Majors, just like we thought, as King the Conqueror. And then Catherine Newton, who's from Blockers, as uh, Paul Rudd's daughter, Cassie Lang. So that's it. That's really exciting. The final piece that they shared before he walked off the stage, though, was that John Watts, the director of Spider-Man, is going to be directing Fantastic Four. And they showed a title card for Fantastic Four that just is the number four, which is still cool and was awesome. 
But, uh, but yeah, and then that was the end of it. Uh, Bob Iger came back out and spoke a few words before they finished. And I have now just summed up that entire four and a half hour meeting that they had in 35 minutes. So you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff coming out of that, a lot of really exciting things. And this to me was, this was Disney essentially dropping down the gauntlet. I read a really cool article that said something about, you know, the last time that Disney did this back in April of last year when they were talking about Disney Plus, it was very tepid. It was very, hey, you know, we got the Mandalorian coming. There's going to be some Marvel shows coming. Today was the day, or yesterday was the day, that they they stepped it up and they said, hey, we've got over a hundred different things. That's what they said, a hundred different things coming in the coming years. And I think they said a year, new content. So they're, they're getting to that level of Netflix where they are going to be just dominating the market. And that's, I, I, I think it's really exciting. Obviously, you know, again, certain people would say that's really scary, uh, again, because of corporations. But if I'm at home and I, you know, you've got kids, this is a dream come true. You're going to have content for the next three years that is as good as it gets kind of content. I'm sure there's going to be some duds in there and there's going to be some things that people don't like, but I have a feeling that overall it's going to be more good than bad. And uh, for again, for, for Disney's price point, for them really trying to win the streaming wars, I, I think with this, they're going to over the next few years. Netflix is going to have a run for their money. Netflix, again, Netflix has like over 200 million subscribers. So uh, Disney is not as close as they want to be to them. But over the years, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. They, they adjusted their their projections, and I think they made it that their goal is now 200 million by 2024 which is uh, conservative still. I mean, they were very conservative on their guess for how many they would have by the end of this year. They were they were they beat their score like last year. So they're they're going forward on unprecedented levels at this point. And it made me want to buy some stock in Disney, but it is expensive right now, and I guarantee you it's only going to get higher. So instead, I'm just going to be an enjoying, uh, what would you call I'm just going to be a customer of theirs, and I'm going to enjoy what they've got coming out. And I hope you all do too, because that means this is going to be stuff for us to talk about in the future as things go forward. So for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. You can find me on Twitter at a robots wink or on Instagram at a robots wink. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you at the movies or streaming in your living room.